Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. Tony Shiloh is back with us again today. Thank you for joining us, Tony. Thanks for having me again. All right, so today we're talking about what makes books romantic. And so this was actually your suggestion for a topic. Yay. So why don't you tell us a little bit about why you wanted to talk about this? What what sparked this idea in your brain? Um, part curiosity. I wanted to know basically what everyone else thought was <laughs> romantic. Um, which is kind of funny because I write romance book, but I think of it as like research, not as in I don't have a clue. <laughs> Fair, that's good. Excellent, okay, I love it. So um, we're gonna just jump in because I actually think it's kind of a fun topic. So it's gonna be hopefully a good conversation. Um, I don't think there's, I think, I think there's room for good conversations. So we're gonna start out with, is there a difference between a romantic book and a romance novel. So like, are they always synonymous? Sort of synonymous? What do you What do you think? Are, I mean, I think we probably need to agree that romance novels are always romantic, maybe. We, we don't <laughs> have to agree. But we don't, you know, we don't necessarily have to. I think there are compelling cases, there could be. So um, Valerie, why don't you start and tell us what you think about the difference? I do think that, that romance novels should be romantic. Um, they don't always seem to be, but uh, but they should be. But there's also a lot of romantic moments in other uh, genres as well. So it's not quite equals uh, in my book. Okay, I like it, Narelle. Well, I think a romance novel needs to have a happily ever after. So if you open a book that you expect to be a romance novel, then you know that at the end, the hero and heroine are going to end up together. So that's there's kind of that implicit promise that goes with that. Whereas books that have romantic elements, they may have a romantic subplot or there may be romantic things happening in the book, but it's not necessarily happily ever after. So Romeo and Juliet has romantic moments, but isn't doesn't have a happy <laughs> ending. So no. yeah, it's not a romance. So I think it's definitely a genre difference. And um, I do enjoy, it's interesting, there are some genres where if I actually will look for the romantic moments because that's why I keep reading the book if it's a genre that's not necessarily my favourite as well. Those romantic moments can keep me going. Absolutely. I agree. Tony, what about you? What do you think? Um, yeah, I'm pretty much in agreement. Um, I feel like a romance novel always has to be romantic. And part of that is like the implicit promise of happily ever after. Um, but like Norelle said, there are other genres that have romantic elements in them. They're just not romance novels. All right, I tend to agree. Look at us all agreeing. <laughs> it has to happen sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> the shortest um, podcast we've done. Right. We've all agreed. Of, see y'all later. <laughs> We're not done. Just kidding. Um, but I do think um, it's interesting to me because there are now, like a couple years ago, um, Kimberly Rose Johnson started writing instead of romance she was writing romance novels um she was on inspi romance for a while and then she started branching into what i consider cozy mysteries but or, or slash romantic suspense but she called them romantic mystery and now there's like there's like a category on amazon for romantic mystery and i'm just like 
baffled. I'm like, wow. Okay, because to me, it's like cozy mysteries almost always have romantic elements. Now they're stretched out over the course of the series. Um, They're not as immediate as CCR, where it's like one book, you better get that HEA. Don't give me this three books with the same relationship thing. I am not here for that. That's not romance. Um, (laughs) So... um, but you know with cozy mystery it, it can take 20 books to get to that romantic happy ending because there's other stuff going on all those dead bodies they have to deal with but um patience for all that yeah. <laughs> so i that's just a- thought it was fascinating but there are I, i'm with narelle if i'm reading a book that's not doing it for me i start looking for the romantic subplot and if it's not there i get super mad i do this with when my husband's playing video games too. Like I like to watch him play video games, but half the time, you know, if he's playing Assassin's Creed, it's not necessarily about like all the Viking slaying that he's doing. I'm like, wait a minute, which, where's the girl? Where'd she go? Cause we had something going on and now she's like off in Valhalla doing something else. And that was not, I was not okay with that, so. And then you probably get super mad like I do if you're reading a book, a genre that's not necessarily your favorite, and then they kill off one of the romantic couple, like one of the couple, one of the people in the couples, and you get super mad and want to throw things. Yes, yeah, it's like <laughs> but why you shouldn't. You do that? <laughs> but the thing is, it's not a romance. So that's I think sometimes I go to watch movies in particular or books with a romantic lens, and I will get disappointed. I've got to remember to take that lens off the story because it's not a romance therefore someone can die and the world's not going to end yeah Yeah. but it might (laughs) (laughs) I agree I agree all right so and maybe we should have led with this one but we're going to do it now so oops um what is your definition of romantic like what is what does that even mean to you necessarily and I added this after I sent you all the questions so now you got to remember new question that you're sliding in there with it is there a difference between swoony and romantic? All right, Tony, we're going to go to you first. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go with the second half okay. since you slid that right in there. <laughs> there is definitely a difference between swoony and romantic. When I think swoony, I think, you know, fainting couch and a big moment just happened. And I need need to close my book and just like sit in it for a minute. Exactly, Valerie. Just like ah, all the feels. Whereas romantic, I feel like it goes over the course of the whole book. Like you're seeing them meet cute, adds into the romance. You're seeing how they overcome whatever conflict you've thrown at them. You're seeing how they find those little ways that is special to that specific character and gives them those little things, like all of those to me add up to the romance. Like it's just not one thing for me. Excellent. All right, Narelle? Well, I think sometimes those swoony moments can actually fall flat as well. And if I'm not really engaged with the characters, and if I don't understand what makes the characters tick and what they find romantic, then a lot of those things aren't necessarily romantic, even if I personally think it is romantic. Does that make any kind of sense? Yeah. It really is so dependent on the characters in the story and really understanding what's important to them and what do they find romantic and what can um, their partner do to actually um, 
do or say or whatever with the love languages, depending on which love language is really meaningful to them as well. Um, that's that's where I see the romance is in how the characters react and respond and their motivations and things like that. So a whole lot of stuff can happen, but if it doesn't engage me in terms from the character's perspective, it can really fall flat okay. and not have all the feels. Okay. All right, Valerie, what about you? What do you think? Well, I decided these questions were hard, by the way. <laughs> Good. Yay. Oh. <laughs> um, ones that we, we talk about sometimes. So what makes something romantic? I had to really think about that. And um, I think I'm going to go with Tony on this in that um, it's not just the swoony and romantic aren't the same thing. Um, you can have a romantic book that has really nothing to do with those knee buckling kisses. Uh, they, they never hurt, of course, but they're not, they're not required for a, a book to be romantic or a story. Um, so, and then I'm going to agree with Narelle. See, I'll agree with everybody today. Well, for now. Um, so Wait, let me write it down. When one character clearly puts the needs of the other one ahead of themselves, um, especially if it's outside their comfort zone, that that's romantic. And so that's got nothing to do with, yeah, with the hugs and kisses and stuff. Um, it might, but it probably doesn't. It has to do with their attitudes and their willingness to just be vulnerable. Excellent. All right, so I, for all that I wrote the questions, I also thought they were hard to answer. Um, the whole topic was kind of hard. So I was talking to some author friends and uh, looking for recommendations because later on we're going to talk about romantic scenes. And um, as they were talking and sending me suggestions, I realized that what they were all sending me were, were big, um, they were very physical, like they were knee you know knee buckling kisses or something that as i was reading like you know these would all probably be considered swoony um but i don't know that i necessarily consider them romantic because that to me i i agree more with like tony and what valerie said romance to me and i think when you're looking at romance from a Christian perspective, maybe this is where the shift comes in. Um, you know, romance is holding someone's hair when they're puking from the flu, you know, or morning sickness or whatever. Um, or it's doing something selfless for the sole purpose of showing someone else that you love them. Um, to me, that's romance. And that's not gonna be the big swelling orchestra moment, usually in the movie. <laughs> you know, but to me, it's the everyday little things, seeing that the dishwasher needs to be emptied and going ahead and just taking care of it instead of walking past. Um, Does that happen? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just how curious. romantic it would be when it did. <laughs> so. but, some, but some of these romantic moments don't seem to be achievable in real life. True. Yeah. Okay. Just, just put yeah. that out. So, you know, um, to me, like the gift of the Magi, I think is one of the most romantic stories out there. Um, I'm getting blank faces. It's, I think it's O. Henry. Um, and basically the gift of the Magi is the story where the woman has this long, beautiful hair and the man has this pocket watch that has been passed down from father to son, father to son throughout all the generations. And they're just church mouse poor, 
but they both, it's their first year married, it's their first Christmas together, and they want to give the other a really amazing over-the-top Christmas gift oh. because they love them so much. So the woman uh, sells her hair, you know, has it all chopped off and sells her hair so that she can buy this new band for the watch. And the man trades his watch in to get these combs for her beautiful hair. Um, and so that, you know, that to me is this romance and um, because they're willing to give up what is their their most prized possession to do something nice for the other person. And that does send a little shiver. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's how you know you've seen something romantic or read something romantic because when you go, ooh. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, that actually segues nicely into the next question. Is your definition of real life romance something that factors into how you determine whether or not a book is romantic or do you have a different scale um, when you're looking at it? What do you think, Tony? That's a good question. I want to say yes and no. I think that, well, you like the over the top stuff sometimes. You just do like, it's one of those things you're like, oh, did you read this, this one book? And can you believe what they did? Like, everyone talks about it but at the same time I always put realistic ones when in my own writing and I look for realistic ones and books because like like we've said you know over and over it's those little things it's the selfless acts that they do that you're like that was the best romantic thing ever um and it's because we've had them happen to us in our own lives so yes and no <laughs> All right, Narelle. Um, well, it's definitely yes and no. I think there are some grand gestures that are amazingly romantic and some that are just downright manipulative, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. if I ask her to marry me in front of a million people, then she's going to have to say yes, even if she really wants to say no. So I really think it depends. It depends on the people and the circumstances as well. So it's, it's very hard to answer. Like this is not an easy topic to talk about. No, um, but in terms of real life, it's, but I think if you can get into a character's head and get under their skin and really live them, then you sort of put aside your own personal thoughts because it's what me what's meaningful to the character is what you're looking for in terms of the romance. So there are things that I will find really romantic in a book that I would absolutely hate in real life and vice versa, <laughs> things that I might really like that the character would just go, nah, no, nah, that doesn't work. <laughs> so it's a yes and a no um, from me as well. Valerie? That's really interesting. Um, my answer is it could be. I'm not a very swoony person, really. Um, the way to my heart is <laughs> emptying the dishwasher. <laughs> Um, which has never happened. So apparently there's no romance in my life. <laughs> but the way to my heart is acts of service, right? So that's how to show love to me where I go, oh, that's, that's romantic. So a reader who reacts to a different love language, um, whether it's words of endearment or gifts or physical touch or quality time might think a different scene or even entire story is romantic than what I do. So, yeah. So it sort of sounds like you're saying you do apply your own personal, like what's romantic to you in real life to the stories. I, th I think that I do. I, um, I think it would be hard not to, to some degree. Mm -hmm. 
but um, but yeah, I can see that if I'm reading about a heroine that is um, very different from me, yeah, I I might have a thought process in my head that goes, well, I can see why she thinks that's romantic, but I would be like, out. So well, probably not, but you know what I mean, <laughs> right? No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I I feel like I probably, sorry, the phone keeps being crazy. And I don't know if you guys can hear the answering machine doing stupid things. So, but I'm no, like, you can ignore sticking, it. it's all good. Sticking it in a drawer. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I feel like I do pretty well with suspending disbelief. So I, I can go all in, in a book or a movie or a TV show, even though like when I'm done, I can be like, yeah, I would either hate that in real life or that would never happen in real life. Or if it did happen in real life, that marriage would never last because there's like all these like red flags <laughs> actually in, you know, I can usually pull myself away uh, enough to believe in the romance at the time. Um, in, in fiction, but then um, when I'm done, this was, this was hard when I was going back through to look through to find excerpts and stuff. I'm, because again, when I'm in it, I'm all in, but once I'm out of it, I can pick it apart. And, um, yeah. and, then, and then I'm like, yeah, that guy is never, ever, ever gonna get up at 2 a.m. with the baby because she's exhausted. He's never going to. He's going to be like, honey, poke, 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 you the baby, go, go get the baby, you know? Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, which I guess sort of says that, yeah, my definition of real life romance is different than what is typically in books and movies, even CCR to some degree. CCR, I will say, probably gets closer to my real life definition because there is that focus on Christian love and Christian marriage where your marriage is this representation of Christ and the church. And, um, you know, there's, there's more behind it than um, he makes me feel all nervous and twittery inside when I see him, you know? Swoony. Yeah, <laughs> swoony. <laughs> all right, so um, <clears throat> we did sort of decide that every romance novel has romantic times in it. So um, rather than just talking books, because we'd be here for hours <laughs> listing every CCR that we like. Um, Would that be so bad? No, no, <laughs> it wouldn't. It's just a question. We have other things to do tonight, though. So <laughs> This is true. Um, so I thought today, instead of titles, we dig a little deeper and obviously do still mention the title. Okay, because people need to know where to go to find the romantic scene. But talk about specific scenes in books that you thought epitomized romance. So we'll go one at a time. Hopefully everybody has at least a couple and um, see what we see. So let's start with Norelle. Okay, well, this was not easy because I looked at a whole bunch of different scenes and I thought, that's a spoiler. I don't want to talk about that. So a lot of the scenes I ruled out because they were spoilers. But the first one that I'll talk about is um, Tari Farris's, um, I think it's her debut book, You Belong With Me. And in that book, it's the second chances romance. And they were together in high school and for various reasons um, split up. 
and it was always really important for her what was her name again um I've read Hannah yeah it was really important for Hannah when she was in high school to go to prom like that was her dream and I don't necessarily get that because in Australia life is a bit different and we don't have prom in the same way with the same expectations I don't think yeah but anyway so I didn't necessarily personally buy into that but for her it was really really important when she was a teenager go to prom and for various reasons because of what happened in their relationship she didn't get there Mm -hmm. so what was really romantic in this book is that probably around the middle-ish part of the book he actually takes her to a prom and I just went oh that is just so amazing because it was so important to her so even though it wouldn't have been important to me in my real life in the story that was just such a romantic thing for him to do because it was something that meant so much to her it was something she'd been very invested in and had missed out on and it was part of him showing how much he loved her I love you that much that I'm going to go and do this for you so that to me is romantic I can see that 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 is romantic that's good Tony you got one I do but now Norrell has me nervous about spoilers <laughs> don't be nervous I'm like, no, I'm like, don't be oh, nervous. no this is a huge spoiler because this That's comes okay. at the end of the book all right hashtag spoiler alert everybody <laughs> <laughs> so my my first choice was Brandy Bruce's The Last Summer yeah. um and if you guys have read it, so my scene, the romantic scene is um, the proposal scene. Um, I just felt like it came full circle. He redeemed what he had broken and he picked the place, you know, where he broke her heart to basically, you know, heal her heart. He had a great ring. They had already had all the, you know, will I or won't I, they've resolved the conflict. Um, it's just like one of those moments, like, I think I literally cried, like, Mm. I don't like crying in books, but this one made me cry. And then it was one of those, okay, now I need everyone else to cry with me. Um, (laughs) I cried as well when I read that. (laughs) I'm not the only one. (laughs) It was. Yeah, absolutely. And you haven't given the story away. There's no spoiler in that. And, and we've talked about that one, I think enough on this podcast that people know it's a love triangle. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Okay. So I think that that full circle thing, both of the books that yeah. you guys mentioned are that, right? Where we're at the end or close to the end or somewhere in it, it resolves a previous. So I don't know if that's just for second chance romance or if that's something that we could look for in any romance. And that I just thought of this second, so I don't have an answer for it. Well, it's interesting because to me, that idea of the full circle and both of those examples sort of are like what we talked about with um, Angela Ruth Strong when we talked about grand gestures, Um, that same sort of idea that the grand gesture needs to have those elements of healing the things that were broken, or at least certainly addressing them and and providing a new take on them. So it makes sense that the grand gesture would be a romantic moment. Better be. Yes. <laughs> Better be. All right, Valerie, what do you have? Um, I have Resisting Rose by Tara Grace Erickson. Um, Rose is a, is a homebody, and she accompanies Tate from Indiana to Montana to face his difficult father. And through it, she tries very hard to read the situation and be just enough mm-hmm. without, like, without telling him how to handle things. 
and um, I really like telling people what to do. They don't always appreciate it, and it, it can um, it can wreck relationships, at least temporarily. Um, so I appreciated seeing how the characters handled that and how she was there for him, but not pushy, uh, which is hard to do in real life. Yeah. Yes, it is. That's a good one. That I didn't um, have that one on my list, but I should have because that I, that book is really good. I enjoyed that book a lot. Um, all right. So it's funny. Because <laughs> I also chose from that same series, I uh, was looking at a date for Daisy. Um, by those are both by Tara Grace Erickson um, in her Bloom Sisters. Uh, all of the Bloom Sisters are fabulous, and um, <clears throat> this is the grand gesture. So you know it is toward the end. It's a little spoilery, but again, romance. Hello, they end up together. So um, he, she put, is putting together through the course of this uh, book a bed and breakfast and Lance is her contractor who's helping her with the, the physical work. And so um, at the end, he comes back um, as a guest in the uh, sort of makes, they've had this big blow up and the, the way that he comes back with a reservation to stay as a paying guest, again, like Tony was saying, sort of redeems all those things that were broken because he had really called into question the whole legitimacy of her undertaking and her abilities in, in this case. And so I just, I liked, I liked that. And he sort of comes in undercover. And so it's, so it's sort of sneaky then. And then when he's re revealed, it's, it's just cute and, and warm. <laughs> All right. I think we got time to do one more each. Tony. Okay. Um, so for my second one, I picked a scene from, uh, Sarah Monzon's Nicole. Um, so <laughs> Beth already knows what I'm going to probably. I don't know if I know which one, but I love this book. So it's good. I know. It's like, which one to choose? So um, I decided the one that didn't make me cry. Um, so this scene, um, it's their first date. And so in order to set up the first date, he, um, Drew, the hero, had to painfully meet with an ex. And so just the fact that he was willing to do that to make the first date special <laughs> was Tony in, in itself. Then he picks um, the planetarium to take her, which Nicole is all about saving the world. Um, so I liked that he already knew who she was and was willing to, you know, put himself out there to get hurt by meeting his ex, pick the perfect date. And it was just like one of those perfect romantic dates like I would have like oh I want to go to a planetarium now like yeah. <laughs> it was just that kind of moment is that that's the same date I believe she's ve vegan and so he takes her to a vegan restaurant as opposed he's not vegan yes. he takes her to a vegan restaurant after you know tries to find one that is well rated and all talked about and her response is just, you can tell because she's like, you know, usually I just pick through a salad at whatever steak place that the guy wants to go to. But he went out of his way and then he tries to, yeah, jackroot tacos. <laughs> and I, I mean, just the fact that he's, he's willing to do this. That was such a good book. It's very romantic, but not in the over the top swoony way, but it's, it's really such a great book. 
That's Nicole by Sarah Monson, in case you didn't catch that. But um, they're all good. They're all, they're the fun little sort of pop art looking uh, girls on the covers. We've, yeah. I've enjoyed all of those. All right, Narelle, you got another one? Yeah, well, I think we haven't done any Kara Isaac fangirling for a while. So I think it's time to bring back a Kara Isaac book. And the one that I've chosen is Close to You. And the scene that I'm talking about is in the mud. So it's not really a spoiler because Close to You has been out for a number of years. Um, But we have, um, it's probably Enemies to Love at the beginning of this story because the main characters just don't like each other. I mean, he meets Ali when she's dressed up in a Hobbit costume and he's um, he hates Lord of the Rings and Tolkien and is on this tour with his great uncle because he needs his great uncle to do something to help with the family farm back in Iowa. So that's sort of the setup. And so they really don't like each other and on this tour and she ends up in a cow paddock um, knee deep or thigh deep in mud and he calls her to rescue him. And I really, I, that was the first scene when we thought about this topic that came to mind and I went back and reread it. And I think why it was so romantic is that they really did not like each other, but there was an attraction and he, she reached out to him and he was there and he did the heroic thing and went into the mud to rescue her. So to me, that sort of ticks all the boxes for romantic. And it also was probably about 20 to 25% through the book. So probably it would be the first turning point in the story, but it really, after that scene that did change the nature and dynamics of their relationship and often I was thinking about sort of the enemies to love trope I think you'll often find a romantic moment around that sort of first turning point stage that changes their relationship why do they stop hating each other and start liking each other and often there's something big that happens as well so Beth I was surprised you didn't pick that one well I went back and forth for about six different of Kara Isaac's things, but then I thought that I should probably just like get off the Kara Isaac bandwagon one more week. You you can't you can't do all the books all the time. Right. Yeah. I'm I was trying to trying to spread the love a little bit. All right, Valerie. Um the second one that I've got picked is Charmed by the Cowboy by Mandy Blake. Lucas speaks my love language. We talked about that. Do things for me, please help me with things. And when uh, Madison comes to work at Blackwater Ranch, he decides to fix up one of the Wrangler cabins for her so she can stay on the ranch close to her horse and and not have to commute from town. So he does extras. Um, He fits extra shelves in the kitchen cabinets to fit her things and and uh, little things like that when she's sick and under the weather and she's just kind of lying there staring at him and he's like well this is what I can do for you today and I was just like I love that it um, (laughs) really is is my thing very good so and and actually I'm not completely off the Kara Isaac train (laughs) because um (laughs) The second one I think that I would do, I have a couple others, but really when it comes down to it, this is one when it's, it's, then there was you, which is like my favorite of her books. And it's not even the grand gesture at the end, which we've talked about ad nauseum because it's so amazing. But when he takes her to see the koalas, even though they're stinky and, and not fun, he's like, this is something only an American would want to do 
to hug a koala. Um, but you know, she, she asks him just how would I get to the zoo? And he's like, don't go to the zoo. And he takes her actually to a rescue, like a koala rescue kind of place where they, she can stand in line and feed and then hug a koala, um, which she's doing for her own purposes. I mean, that book's old too. So she's fulfilling her brother's bucket list. Um, but I just thought, you know, like the last thing he wants to do is spend his lunch hour with koalas, but he wants to spend time with her mm. and help her do something. So he, he does that, even though like he has all these reasons why koalas are the absolute worst thing you could want to touch. <laughs> um, I still would like to also hug a koala, even if they're stinky, but that's okay. <laughs> So, all right, now we're probably, probably good on time. So final thoughts on romance, anybody? It's in the eye of the beholder, like beauty's in the eye of the beholder. And I think romance is in the eye of the beholder as well. And I think that's why you'll often see reviews that will smash the romance in a story because it just doesn't necessarily resonate with the reader. That's true. So, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Very good point. All right. Well, Tony, thank you for joining us. What do you have coming out soon? Anything? Um, a Christmas collection eventually in around October. Okay. All right. And where can everybody find your books? Give us your website. Excellent. Same place, same back channel. <laughs> awesome. All right. If you are listening or watching, we would love for you to let us know what you think. Tell us, tell us your most romantic scene your most romantic book, what you think, did we get it wrong? Is there a universal definition of romance that we all missed? <laughs> Let us know in the comments, um, either on YouTube or on the Story Chats Facebook page. And we're just so grateful that you joined us today at Story Chats. You can find any information you need about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell. And we will see you next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>